I'm eating gummies. Yeah. Welcome to episode 122 of Serial Number Podcast. Gummies. Uh, so we have a couple updates. Um, some ink stuff and some other stuff. Uh, so first off, Adam finished inking Ink 2. He inked Ink 2. <laughs> That's not an error. That was correct. So uh, that is done. Now we're just waiting on February to finish coloring. Um, Jerome was supposed to start lettering this week because I need the first six pages. So wait, we're waiting for February to color the inks of ink. Yeah, the rest. He'll, he yes. has up to 18. And, um, and, once, and once those are colored, we're waiting for the lettering of the coloring of the inking of ink. Yep. <laughs> just, making sure. uh, just making sure everyone's caught up. We don't want anyone confused. I, I just I need uh, one, two, five, and six because five and six is a splash page. Uh, <sighs> page spread, not splash page. Um, so uh, I just need Jerome to do that, and I asked him, and he just didn't get to it yet. So hoping he gets to that soon because yeah, need that for because we love you. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, <laughs> and uh, then we got some more inked pages for mittens too, so that's cool. Um, I don't, I can't hear you, so I'll just say. All right, hit the mute button. I was saying, <laughs> I was saying, do we have any pop-ups for them to see? Uh, no, no, we don't. <laughs> if you want to see it, you can go on Nova Nation, sign up. Yeah, because it's behind the scenes. It, it is behind the scenes. Uh, we also do have stuff on social media. So, like, stuff that's already posted on social media, on our Instagram, Facebook, like, you can find it there. Um, yeah. Like, is it and if you can find it there, you can find it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you can find See, we're trying to make this, like, brutally uncomfortable so that you guys stick around all the way through. So you can sign up for <laughs> by clicking the fancy link in the description uh it's literally the call for a comic book <clears throat> there's much stuff so you could get the premium one but there's not much different with that one yet uh or it's probably next year the year after we're gonna be but you you will be supporting the creation of a game that has been exactly. stagnating because we have <laughs> we need more support for it yeah, <laughs> yeah we need uh we're going to be figuring that out, our game, because this year focusing on, like, you know, doing some stuff in the house while also getting these comics that need to come out made. So, yeah, that's happening. Um, and then we added two new contributors to our platform recently. Uh, one was already kind of on there, but, like, we just didn't, like, promote it yet. But we just Are they on the site now? Yeah. Um, we have LK or Leanne, um, Kathleen. Right, you gotta spell that one. Say, let me pull this thing up. Where's the name? Where are they? There it is. Kath, oh, Leanne, Kathleen. There it is. Yeah. Um, she has fangs and foul play. She won on there. Uh, and then we have Rodney Feike. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, he's with Hasm Productions. And uh, he's got Roadkill Rampage issue one on there. We are going to be adding more of their comics on there as, you know, 
the weeks progress. Is, is is Leanne added as a under her name or under her like comic book company name? Uh, it might be under her name if it's I don't remember because you know. What's the name of the comic? <clears throat> Fangs and foul. Fangs and foul. Um, foul play. Um, yeah. So you can find them on there. Found it. So if yeah. Mm-hmm. Sign up for free. Or mm-hmm. uh, LK, that's what it's under. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so sign up for free for Nova Nation, and you can read the comics digitally for free. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to be adding more comics to our comic web store. We're figuring a couple other things out first before we do that, just because there's you know, stuff. Yes, that's the first one. Uh, she has an issue zero, which I was going to put up too, but I just didn't put it up yet. Uh, yeah, that's going to be on there. Um, she's one of the only people that actually filled out the bio like that. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So that's all that's going on right now. Remember, you should sign up now. So, yeah, sign up now. Oh. Do it. Um, and who's, who's the other person? Rodney Feike. So. Oh, I found him pretty quick. Never mind. He's part of Hazm Productions. It's Roadkill Rampage. This is kind of, it's a horror. Uh, they're both uh, horrorish stuff. Uh, hers is a little more like you know cuter and stuff. It's not cat. Whatever. <clears throat> yeah, he's got Roadkill Rampage. Um, Adam. He's got to send us his bio. <laughs> Uh, Adam Fields actually is the artist, not on that one, but he is the artist on the, the latest one. So I think issue four, I think, is the one that he's issue three or four is the when he started to be the artist on there. Um, our, our Nova Nation, in order to read these comics, uh, these these are on the front end, right? These are on the free membership. Yeah. Perfect. So I once once you sign up, just so you can see what this will look like. Boom. Uh-huh. Read the comics just like you read normal comics. That's all you get to see. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe, maybe one more. Just kidding. You don't get to see that. But, yeah. Yep. It's pretty easy to sign up. And, uh, yes, you could cancel any time. But, you know. You well, it's also, it's also, but it's free. It's free to sign up to read these comics. But yeah. if you want to support comic book creators like this and support our platform so we can help support these creators – then sign up for, uh, you know, the Nova Nation we got, right? So you want to just come check us out, look at all the cool stuff we're doing. And like I said, we got a free membership, so you can read our comics. Uh, but when we have comics that aren't released yet and we have them in pre-production, uh, just like our Ink, Mittens 2, things like that, that's where you can get some behind-the-scenes access, see it before everybody else sees it. Yeah, so... Sign up for Nova Nation. Uh, link to Kickstarter. You can actually click the link in the description um, to get notified for when that launches on Kickstarter. I'm going to be releasing the actual launch date um, this week. So if you know you follow us on social media, you'll you'll see when we're actually launching. Um, we have a newsletter also, so you can click the link in the description. And sign up for our newsletter and enter our universe. Uh, it's a little slogan thing. Um, yeah, so that's basically everything we have going on for now. So, 
You're yeah. all caught up. Now, now enjoy this interview with we're about to have with Carissa Grant. Chris Grant. I was trying to remember the, the comic book title. <laughs> Worthy chaos. That's what it is. <laughs> Worthy chaos. Nice. Welcome to Sierra Nova Comic Podcast. Just kidding. Yeah. Just Sierra Nova Podcast because we can't do the other one. <laughs> um, awesome. Cool. Greg. What? What's up? Hi. <laughs> we have Carissa Grant with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, gonna be honest. Forgot your episode was a thing today. So. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> when you when you reminded me, I was like, ah, that's a thing I didn't put in the calendar. So. It had been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but now you're here. That's right. Don't mind being forgotten. Wow. Happens a lot. I'm, I'm forgotten. I, I think it's because the Super Bowl Sunday was one of those ones where it's just like it was an odd, yeah, uh, I odd I day. It, I thought I planned it like the guest that's supposed to be on our podcast. Last oh yeah, because yeah, we had a guest. We had a guest last week, but they weren't here. Yeah, <laughs> so talk about our stuff, um, and then it, it was. Oh, they didn't gone. show up, or? Nope. Yeah, um, we were just like waiting around. <laughs> and uh, I, I am the one that everyone calls when no one else is around because I'm always around. Oh, so that's I good. Get, um, <laughs> I, it's a compliment, and it's and it's uh, it, it can be slightly frustrating because I'll be be right home from like work, and I'll sit down and be like, oh, I'm so tired, and then I get a link starts in two seconds. It's like, damn it. <laughs> so, <I really laughs> it so, but it's it's good that people want me on there. But, but so people know who you are, but what do you do? Uh, I create horror comic books. Um, one in particular, I'm actually the writer and creator, but I write with a co-writer too. Um, and uh, I wrote five novels, 10 technically, but five for the series. So the series is already written and, and I am converting them to comic books. Um, and each book is seven issues. So uh, this, I have a campaign for issue one through three. Because um, I thought I'd start out and insane right away so <laughs> nice. started with three um i'll you know it's its own obviously unique story but uh if you like buffy the vampire slayer meets supernatural and silent hill with evil dead then you will into this story um it's pretty much yeah it's there <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's horror but it's not like a slasher it's, and it's an adventure story um it's pretty much testing the boundaries of what you would do for the person that you love most um which is extremely a lot um it starts off with them in a town that merged with hell and they're trying to get themselves out of there well actually it starts really intense um because it starts to show you how they got separated for 10 years and they thought each other was dead. So um, if you if you scroll down, these are the covers. Um, those are the first three. And then there's a variant cover by uh, Ian Chase Nichols, which did uh, The Tick, Red Sonja, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he did- Teen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's, <clears throat> that's what that looks like. I was gonna say, like I, that artwork looks really familiar. Yeah, 
yeah. And, and he nailed it. I mean, and that's page two. <laughs> so it starts off a little extreme. Um, I started as a role player. So you have to entice the person to write back. So it started off a little crazy. Um, that's when the town starts merging with hell and there's the hellhound and, and all that stuff. Um, and it has two flashbacks. It has uh, what happened in their past that got them separated. Um, and this is them meeting back up. Um, and you probably can't see it there, but we do a lot of tiny little things in the detail. So there's in the background, there's a little cloud of gray dust. And if you zoomed in, you could see the little ghost lined up like coming. And then the next page is them like pretty much there. Um, but yeah, it's a little hard to zoom up on this thing. I know, but we, we do a lot of little things in the background so that people don't know. It's oh happening. yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, we, we do little things like that. Like people don't know. And we make fun of certain things like, you know, when you're watching a movie and you turn on the TV and they turn on the TV and like, it's exactly the exposition they need, like the information yeah. they need that second. So we kind of made fun of it because she turns on the TV and it automatically tells her what she needs. But if you look at the TV, there's an angel on the outside that's fucking with the TV so that it will show her what she needs to do uh, and where to go. So, is that is that our is that page on here? I remember seeing that uh, um, in the comic. But yeah, uh, I think uh -oh. I don't think it's there. I should have put it there. I'll, I'll um, to look it up after. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so they meet in hell and they both think that they're not real. Like he thinks it's a dream. She thinks it's a trick. And and I, I, someone said, shouldn't they be like, you know, hugging and kissing because it's been like 10 years? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, they don't think it's real. It's been 10 years. They thought they were dead. They're very... Been battle hardened. <laughs> yeah, they're absolutely closed off to any kind of emotion, really. But obviously he says it a lot. He's like, even if it's a dream, I'm going to make sure she's okay during the dream. And and all that stuff. So, and that's Anubis. He's yeah, that's, that's our nuts. mascot. This is my plushie of Anubis. And oh, I'm always holding him in video because uh, I, I need. To Wait, Greg, make make her the big pictures. But yeah, this is his staff. Hold oh. on. Oh my God, that's adorable. <laughs> he's extra staff, but the, this one's my uh, my prototype. But the other ones have bigger staffs. But yeah, he's got. It's all handmade embroidered and, and everything and he's just soft and my i think he's adorable my mom thinks that he looks like the devil himself but whatever no that's um, adorable that's awesome thank you i think he's adorable um and he's really cool and he's one of my favorite and honestly like people say oh you made too much merch and stuff i was like well i made everything for me and then it became tax deductible making it for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice but um yeah my my sales, a lot of people actually like the plushies more than I thought they would. I, Like I said, I bought them for me. Um, one of the demons, which I made sure people know, is, isn't even Ooh, Make her big again. I just had to um, make him. This is our dear demon. And um, he's got a fire tail and some things. And, um, and he was just a prototype. And I was like, well, I'll put him on as an add-on. And people already bought him. So, um, <laughs> so I guess people like plushies as well much as I do and all that, but so, but yeah, Anubis cool. is just, yeah, and he's actually in the series more in series two. He actually joins them for most of the quest because they travel through the different cultures and they go to uh, like Egyptian gods and goddesses and uh, Greek mythology, Celtic stuff, all that. Um, but that's in series two. So that's cool. 
Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's uh, so cool. this is their parent. So he's an angel descendant, that's her father, and he's a demon descendant, and that's his father, and they're at war. So, um, and there's little details that people, if they look, I know how people are, because I'm the same way. His little anklet that you see on his belt, the remote control for uh, Anubis. He's been controlling Anubis. And in rune on it, it says Anubis on it. Um, and all the runes in my story, especially in the prequel, um, all the runes spell what they're supposed to spell. So you can actually look it up and, and see what it is. I know that's annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I like doing it. Very cool. No, that's that's something uh, Greg and I, um, there's something we have for our comic book series where we've created our own language. And we, like, there's going to be a decipher for it, and so like that way we can use runes essentially, but like it will always spell something. That's that's awesome. I love little details, and each each uh, issue has an Easter egg from either a horror TV show, horror movie, urban legend, or a horror game. Um, Very cool. And, yeah, and if they find all of them in her book, like if they find all. All of them in uh, book one, they get a um, 3D Anubis uh, plush, um, bust, um, and I sell these too. But that'll be their prize if they if they get it. So that's um, so cool. I, I'll have to show this to uh, a friend of mine. There's an artist um, we manage, uh, or I'm like me and my brother. We have a artist management company, and uh, he, he's a perform like a singer. So he's a rapper, and he has this clothing line he calls Occult. And he eventually wants to have merchandise that has like hidden messages, like in like printed on the yeah. insides of them, and like so he, he loves this stuff too. Like it's it's always uh, it's it's cool to like the the hidden Easter eggs and stuff. They're always awesome. I, I love the little details. It drives my poor artist crazy. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, they're and, like, why do you need this thing? And it's like it's so important. You have to do it. <clears throat> I, I I love my artist to death, but there's one thing I found I can't do. And if I word really important, he forgets it. So I just don't put important anymore because I'd be like, because there's this part where I was like, these candles have to be lit for later. There's going to be a fight, fire. They have to hold. So it's like, no, it has to be an open fire because. So yeah, it has to be very, uh, of very little details. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, we have a lot written for this story. There's five novels for this. There's five novels for the spinoff. And then we're working on the prequel and series two. Um, obviously, they're written for us. We, this wasn't this wasn't done on purpose. It was something that we, we wrote over two years. We just loved the story so much um, that we decided to make it into a comic book. Um, and since we're not rich, we have to sell some the people. But... <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good story and we know a lot of people love it because it's just so well thought out and it's it's action-packed there is almost no slow moments in it at all i think they have a conversation in like issue five when they finally realize that they're real and and they decide to tell each other their feelings and then four seconds later you know vampires rush in and they chop off their head so they only get like five seconds of of you know talking time but um nice but yeah so we have different different merch and um, we have the PDF. Now, when you buy a PDF for $5, it's for issue one, but you get the color and the version. Um, and then for 10, you get all six. You get the first three color and the first three um, black and white. Because my artist did such an amazing job in black and white, which I should have now, I realize, should have put some black and white 
pages on there, but I did not. I didn't think that far ahead. That, that's something cool you could do uh, where you um, you can have, uh, what's it called? Like the concept art or like partial drawings in black and white at the end of the comic book. It, it's funny. I, I'm, yeah. Every once in a while I'll look back at old comics and I'll like, like really old comics and be like, what did they do to like add pages? Because sometimes like the stories are really, really short. And um, <clears throat> I notice sometimes they'll add like, you know, they'll have like a big ad in there or something like that right in the middle of it to cut the story in half. And then uh, at the end, they'll have like just random art from from like yeah. the, uh, the artist. For I think it's issue two, we have one we have one extra page of Sierra's um, uh, character design page um, because we one page short. And it kind of, so most of the books uh, even out. So this, the first book's going to be 230 pages, but um, I, I had to stop where I wanted to stop. So like two of the books are 28 pages and uh, two of the books are 32 pages. And one book is like 48 pages to kind of even out the last one. Uh, so, and they're all, um, they're very, very thick pages. The pages are actually as thick as the uh, cover. So they're all 80 pound pages. They're all glossy. Um, it just makes the dark art just pop. I mean, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, Very cool. And it came out so much better than I could have imagined. So this is actually, we, I actually redid issue one. Um, I don't remember if we talked about that, but I had done issue one before with an artist that screwed me out of like three grand and the book wound up costing me five grand. And, and I, did not like it. I mean, it was good enough. It was good. It was okay. Um, but when I got the new artist, I'm like, that's what my characters are supposed to look like. So I wound up tossing issue one and redoing the entire book. So, we have um, no idea like, what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I kept asking advice because I wanted people to tell me not to do it. Um, and they all did. They literally all said, don't do it. Artists change all the time. You don't have to worry about it. And after like 20 people said it, I went up to my husband and says, I need to redo it. Like, I just, I just, I just feel it. I just need it to be done. I want my readers to see a better version. I want to see a better version. And it's book one. It's the one that's going to drag them in. They're either going to like it or not like it, you know? Um, that's yeah, that's in, exactly what happened. That was just, that's exactly what happened yeah. with us as well. So yeah, we understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, when I took it to a comic store, there's going to be, comic book stores over here that are going to cover my uh, that are going to sell my books and i'm going to have a book signing at two of them but i took it to this one and they looked at the first issue one before i redid it and then i showed it issue two and they're like listen book one is good art for independent art uh, for an indie comic but book two is really good for mainstream like it's it's way better and that's like i screwed i'm redoing it you know it'll pay off in the end i know it so, um, yeah, so, but I'm happy with it. And every time he sent me a new page for issue, like first after I did, it, I was like, crap, I put so much like excitement into issue one. I hope I like it. But mm -hmm. he did every page. I was like, oh, this is so much better. Like every page was better and better. And I was like, this was definitely worth, you know, going into debt and losing the house over. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely worth it. But yeah, so I'm happy with that it. That was very cool. But yeah, we have every we have other tiers. We have uh, the, you know, some of them have foil prints or trading cards, and I add a lot to it. And my 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 other fellow indie people are like, stop adding so much to it. I was like, no, I want people to have the merch. 
So like they always have like pillars or um, trading cards. I think the 125 has the bust of, of the 3D and 195 has the uh, fleshy Anubis, um, which you could also get them as add-ons because I don't like to torture people and if they want to buy it, they can buy it. My <laughs> friend's like, don't put it as an add-on. They're supposed to buy the higher tier. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I want people to buy it. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of important. Like, yeah, yeah like it's, it's cool to have like a high tier so it's like limited, but also like you want yeah. your fans to have like your memorabilia. Like you want them to, you know, oh, be, yeah. able to, be able to, you know, lot it to people. Yeah, especially Anubis. Anubis is cool. <laughs> and actually, I should have switched these. So the handmade statue of characters is actually the super rare one because my artist that did it hates doing people. He just did it as a favor to me. So he made that one. He's like, I'm never making it again. I was like, fair enough. Mm -hmm. But Anubis, he again, he loved making Anubis. So technically, you could switch that. But they're both rare. So and they're both handmade. Yeah, that's cool. Um, this is this is handmade. That's nuts. Yeah, it's handmade. And the, except the gem, the gem's real. But um, but yeah, it's all handmade. And I'm fine if no one wants to buy it. It looks great on my shelf. You know, <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with it. No, I like I like the, this is the length of the, the yeah. it's like all of this. Yeah, like, what the hell did you offer him? Like I offer because I generally offer everything that was in the last uh, tier. So I'm like, if you buy a higher one, why wouldn't you get what's in the lower one? So yeah. And that's all the, the fun. No, so those are the campaign buttons. You can choose uh, the angel or demon, but obviously demons have more fun. They're both assholes. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. The rubber keychains. I might have to bother you later about where you got those made. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I'm actually getting one for Anubis. Uh, I'm waiting for the mock-up now, but uh, it does not look good for people. But Anubis, uh, I did two Anubis, and I liked it. And I had a, a, a poll of which one people liked, and everyone except for two who chose the, the, the A. So now I found another one I want to do, and now they're going to have to do a poll over again to see which one they want between those two, but... Yeah, I'd imagine it's it's hard to make people look good in uh, like two D yeah. rubber. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, but but the colors on I love the it's like what is it P PVC, but um, I love the way it comes out. You know, I love the the colors on it, and um, you know, and then the that's a a very large uh, somewhere uh, mirror sticker, which is very hard. Yeah, to three yeah three inch yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. And then below that is our song that we had written, um, sung, and produced by uh, Permissible Indulgence, which they did an amazing job. But they wrote it just for our, our uh, comic book. That's so cool. That's the lyrics, yeah. And those are the 3D prints, which came out pretty oh. good. I had a I had a, a poll on which did they like better, black or gold? Because I like the gold. You can see the details. But Anubis is black. So I said, and of course, it was like so cut down the middle. I was like, oh, well. I was going to say, that, that's, that's a tough one because like the, the black one looks really cool because it looks like the character. But the gold one, yeah, you can see every detail. And like yeah. it, it, it also just looks like a golden statue, which is yeah, more likely too. to happen. Yeah, that's, that's cool. What, there, there was like such a war going on on my Twitter because they were like gold. And the next one's like, no. Oh, Anubis is black, and and, and like it was back and forth, and then you'd had someone said the same thing, like, "Well, it looks like a gold statue that you find in a, you know." Yeah. In, in Egypt. Uh, also, I just noticed the gold, the gold scepter too, though, so that's cool. 
Yeah, I gave them both the gold. It's funny though because my my co-writer wanted the black one and I wanted the gold one. So even we were at war of which one was better. And I was like, "What are you talking about? Look at the gold one." So, yeah. yeah, it's cool. I actually, like, I I just finished uh, um, real like lining up my. I, I got a three D printer like a year ago, and I I just yeah. finished getting it like lined up, and now I'm like uh, I gotta I gotta figure out how to get it to start printing. <laughs> so like I, I had a lot yeah. of leveling and stuff. So uh, when I when I first set it, I went to like do like the auto uh, home, so it finds all the zero points, and when it got to like yeah. the z axis going up and down. Uh, I didn't realize that the little uh, the little knob that is supposed to click to let it know that it's hit zero, uh, it yeah. wasn't fully clicking. So I kept trying to go down. I had to keep like pulling the plug so it wouldn't oh. break. And then eventually I realized it was off by like a millimeter. So I had to like fold up paper and like tape it together and like just oh. slide it in there. This tiny little thing. So now it's now it's at I, least functioning. Yeah, I need to get one. That this someone did this for me. It took fifteen hours to print one. 15 mm -hmm. hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd imagine. That's a, that's a lot of detail. Well, they're, they're also six inches tall. They're they're pretty tall. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of detail. <laughs> yeah, they're not expensive anymore. The 3D printers are getting like cheaper and cheaper. Like, you can get one for a couple hundred bucks. It's more or less, I'm, I'm, there's two, two things that have kept me from buying it. One, having to pick which one is best and then having to learn it. So, uh, those are the two that I'm I'm still working to get. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are the the stretch goals. Yeah, I went too far down. I was trying to zoom in on these guys. <laughs> I know it sucks. And I, people try to zoom in on all the time, and it just pain in the butt. Yeah, I'll keep it zoomed out for now. Then. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I mean, zooming in is fine. I mean, doesn't really matter. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things is getting drawn in. Yeah, and you can be drawn in as one of the vampires to get the heads cut off. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Our our vampires are have of course like most stories their own rule, but we we made them um, and they're in the next issue on issue four, which we're already working on, and that gets launched uh, April eighteenth. So we're ahead of ourselves. But um, our vampires, I, I made them a subspecies, so someone can't say that's not what vampires do. But I followed all the lore technically. So ours can go in the sun because there's actually no lore that says they can't. That was just something people started to create. But uh, in mythology, they actually they just stay in the shadows because they're dark creatures. They just they don't like the sun. Yeah, I think they use that for like movie effect um, or something, ours, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So ours, um, they're called clotters. And only once every six hours, right before rigor mortis would set in. So um, if you stab them in the heart, it won't kill them. It'll kill them eventually, but you'll probably be dead by the time so it's chopping up their fire um but when you cut them because the heart doesn't beat enough it, it's every time i try to explain it it's out like clotted blood so it looks like a dark disgusting pudding that comes out so it's actually grosser than blood um but so we we have those um and my artist is thrilled to write those so he's working on, um but yeah so each book has kind of a mix of monsters though when each book comes out Jack, the whole next book is almost all ghosts they get trapped in a insane asylum and and there's ghosts and there's these um salamander creatures um that roam around and then uh book three is like resident evil 2 they're just caught in a city that's infected with um the, the monsters that they ate and and all this stuff and then uh and then it, you know four is on an island and five pretty much they go to hell like literally <laughs> so 
So each book has their own thing, but they're all connected. It's one nice long story. So that is cool. That's a stretch goal. Yeah, they. So when you get, even if you get uh, uh, the five dollar one, you'll get those seven PDFs plus the two PDFs um, for five bucks now. Nice water wars. Um, then, <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all in the genre of most either uh zombies or horror and they, they're all really i'm close with all of those people and they're all awesome so can't and then the stretch goal two is actually my banner back here but uh they get a poster print of that that is a, a zombie vampire there because if the vampires don't eat um or feed enough they actually start to deteriorate and decompose so mm, that's cool <laughs> But it's been going good. It, it went higher than I thought it would be, but it's it's mostly plushie sales. Somebody bought four hundred dollars of plushie, so oh, I was wow. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever floats your boat, man. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I just realized because I think I was I think as I was going through these, do you offer a uh, a uh, retailer? Uh, what's it called? A retailer? Um, what they're called? Oh, Tier? I know I, I did. I know some people do. I didn't think anyone ever bought those. People buy those. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they 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 will, especially if they see one that's getting supported um, like this. So that's why I was just curious because uh, if people are buying the plushies, you know, if they're buying a bunch, a couple of them, you know, that's something that maybe uh, maybe they want to sell them in a store yeah. or something so you can yeah, offer retail. Yeah, I, was on, I was on Creator yeah. Hangout, like Travis Gibbs Creator Hangout thing when. Uh, yeah, yeah, I went on his show. Yeah, when um, Mittens One was out last July, and. His friend Danny owns a comic book store in Florida, <clears throat> or a part owner, and they were asking, "Do you have a retail tier?" And I was like, "No, but I can like make one." And I made one yeah. like, on that, and then like he bought like, really copies. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, "I'm going to just copy Travis's campaign and just have eight copies and give those to you." So <laughs> yeah, so that's what yeah. I did. That's pretty I didn't cool. have one. That was the first time I ever had a retail tier on a Kickstarter. It, it also makes it yeah. so, like, when you, if you wanted to reach out to, like, a comic book store and, like, let them know that you're running a Kickstarter, you can even say, like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm running this. I even offer a retail one if you're interested, but I would definitely just like you to check it out and let me know your thoughts. Like, it just yeah. gives them the option. It's kind of like you were saying, like, having the add-ons for the plushies. Like, just having the option yeah. there, you know, for the people that want it, you know, is good. That's a good idea. Yeah, I, I can definitely do that. Um, how, how much, awesome. they, how many do they usually add to that? Like, at, like uh, I think, many? I think it's just like, a, I think you just like, whatever the normal price is, I think it's like a discounted price of that. It's like, yeah, you know I mean? but how many yeah. in bundle, like, like, oh, 50 or um, 20, like, uh, you could you, probably do that, but I did only eight. So, because I just, copied oh. <laughs> um, I think yeah, I, I, just because like, yeah, yeah I was gonna say, you can do like you probably do like ten because it's like if a if a store is getting uh, a new comic that they haven't sold before, they probably don't want to get so many. They're, they want to see if they can right. sell them first. And for a Kickstarter, it's good to have something like yeah, like yeah. eight to ten is probably a good number. And it's cool because like that was like uh, his employees' like favorite comic was like mittens. After like it shipped there, she she like opened it and was like I'm gonna buy this, and then I guess she bought it. And then, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, it, I did get a lot of good feedback on um, uh, from the the comic book stores, um, and they were very excited. Like they were the ones pushing for the the book signing. I didn't want to at first because I'm thinking I don't want to sit there. Nobody knows me, and then everyone's like, "No, you sit there." So when they come in, they see you. And I was like, "Oh, that makes more sense." 
But, yeah, um, it's more of a marketing so, yeah, thing, not not a uh, celebrity thing. Yeah. People that just sit there, nobody knows them, and I, and I go and buy one out of pity. But um, yeah, if they want to come buy it out of pity, that's good too. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard the, uh, the I heard the pity money still buys eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because um, you know I, I obviously have a full time job and. Um, and somebody the other day tipped me in a and twelve dozen fresh eggs, and I was like, "This is the best tip I've gotten." Ever. It's like, it's, yeah. are you sure you can afford to give me this? Yeah, I, I, it's so funny because one of them gave me three dozen, and I said, "You sure you don't want to buy a house with this?" I mean, I, you sure it's okay to take me to that? Yeah, they're they're prime right now. It's like gold, oh, <laughs> liquid my liquid gold. Husband bought. And he bought two cartons, two, and it was like 25 bucks. So, and I eat a lot of eggs. I eat like two to four a day. Yeah, we so, got, uh, uh, me yeah. and my girlfriend got a membership at BJ's and we got eggs there because we went to Sam's Club. Just to, there was no eggs anywhere. Like they didn't even have like a sign, like eggs. Like, no, yeah. it's just like they, they weren't there. So, and we were trying yeah. to use our dad's membership card, but. Apparently it was expired when we went to go to the register and then we had to put everything back and look like poor people. So I was like, right. <laughs> so I'm like we're going to now just put all this stuff back on the shelf. We have a Costco card. It's expired, but you could still get pizza with it. So we kept it. So <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, we went to BJ's and then we got two cards of eggs that came bulk and it was like, 15 14 dollars for like those two and it's 18 in each and i was like that's kind of a good deal nice <laughs> yeah that's a good deal yeah, yeah. Awesome. i think the best deal we got here we get the yeah. we get i was gonna say we get the 60 pack here for but it's like 25 bucks and i'm like it used to be like i think like two years ago it was like eight dollars then it was like 14 dollars and now it's 25 i'm like holy <laughs> slow slow the I roll the only thing I can think of is that my client that usually gives me, uh, she used to give me like six dozen eggs, but um, her her eggs didn't come through for the winter. Like we had, but we're in, we're in the south, so I don't know if it's different, but we had like a week of really cold weather um, and the it, the eggs just weren't, you know, she didn't get any really. Um, so, and usually they have too many, but my husband won't let me get them. He was raised with chickens and he absolutely can't stand taking care of them. <laughs> Oh, that's and, crazy. I, well, we were thinking about getting chickens. <laughs> well, his exact words were, if you want to take care of them, you could do it. And I'm, I'm super lazy. And I was like, all right, just, uh, we'll just, uh, just try to buy them. <laughs> but yeah. And then I used to have him buy the cheap ones for him. And then he accidentally ate my good ones. And he's like, uh, these are better. I was like, no. <laughs> so now we're stuck getting all the expensive ones. So go figure. But, yeah. yeah. So uh, we are going to put your Kickstarter link in the description when this goes live which goes every it goes live every wednesday after the recording of whatever day we record yeah. um and you can actually search worthy chaos it, it's the only thing that pops up yeah so they could search that works yeah they could search worthy chaos and, well i mean the link is better but uh i always tell people that just in case you know they want to search for it or something but this is my plushies <laughs> um what do you have a favorite like horror franchise or horror movie uh nightmare no yeah i saw Finally. i saw Finally. uh your, your favorites what 
Friday the 13th. What's, yeah, that's, that's a close second. These little 3D printed my, heads? My, yeah, the, yeah, the little Legos. Yeah, I, I wanted them to do Anubis and they can't. So I'm actually going to try to do Anubis by hand because I do clay work. So I'm going to try to do Anubis for the next campaign. And I have somebody printing the 3D staffs. So that's um, awesome. My, my first uh, and if you go down, there's recommendations for other indies. Um, I very highly support a lot of indie um, comics. So that's I, I, very I, cool. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the indie community because they accepted me right in and, um, I've been sheltered by any real horrible people so far. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm grateful, but, um, oh, nice. my very first, yeah, that, yeah, that's all those, that one's live. I think the, the voodoo one just ended, but this one's still live. Um, and he, he actually is the author of the, uh, DK, uh, which is one of the PDFs that you get when you when you buy them um but uh my very first movie i ever saw i was six and it was dream warriors and it was the scene yep. where the, he's using the veins as a marionette like a yeah Whatever. so um that that is pro probably a little i was probably a little too young but apparently actually, it didn't screw me up too much. that was actually so the first horror uh, actually, it's probably Child's Play. But the second like horror franchise that I've like watched ever when I, I started yeah. watching like horror movies really uh, with my friend Dave when I was like 20, 21. and uh, we just were doing like marathons of horror movies, um, like every weekend or whatever. And that was the first uh, one he showed me because he's like, "This is my favorite one." Is the third one. And I never saw the movie before, never seen it on a commercial or anything. But I was like, watch, this kid is going to like walk and he's going to be like sleepwalking and the veins are going to come out. He's like, I didn't even guess that. I'm like, I'm a writer, bitch. So he just, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I I remember there's two movies, well, technically four, but uh, I my, my movies as a kid before I was seven was Cujo um dream warriors uh nightmare on three um the and the cartoons uh water ship down which is a bunch of rabbits being torn apart and um which is great for kids you know and then uh the last unicorn so uh obviously i i did not mind horror too much and my parents obviously didn't supervise me so <laughs> it was all good so it was out i guess yeah, oh yeah. These Winnie the Pooh, like I'm not gonna lie, is the funniest thing. The fact that that's that's up, like people can now use that. It's in the public domain. Because all I could think about is I saw a what's that? That's the first one. Oh yeah, Winnie the Pooh yeah. demon hunt. It's <clears throat> I love it because it's like uh, I remember seeing some weird video clip somebody posted. Uh, it was from like one of the Winnie the Pooh movies, and I remember seeing the movie. I just can't remember the name of it. And um, it's when uh, like uh, Christopher Robin tells him to like, even if I'm not around, make sure you believe in yourself or something like that. And all I can picture is this beast of a guy like getting ready to go to battle, and it shows like a, a what's it called a flashback yeah. of Christopher Robin go, you can do anything. <laughs> I thought that was, oh. that was such a, and it's so funny because you have to be careful because the Winnie the Pooh for Disney is not, is still licensed. Um, so you can't use the red shirt, but he has the red scarf, which is brilliant. So as nice. long as you, if you, if you make Winnie the Pooh, he just cannot have the red, the red, uh, sweater and you're good to go. But yeah, uh, yeah Actually, I saw that, um, the guy that, the guy that is the artist and like the creator of, um, that 
I guess on like Twitter them. or something, the um, people right. that made the horror movie Blood and Honey, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. horror movie, <laughs> they actually got yeah. mad and they're like, no, our version's better than yours. And he's like, mm, I, I doubt that. And <laughs> so they were excited. <laughs> That's you awesome. know, his kid, his kid hated that. He hate the kid hated the whole story. He hated being in it. He didn't like they actually became uh, estranged over. I don't know if they ever made up, but I know that the, the son hated it. And the father's like, whatever, my story. But yeah, <laughs> he picked his priorities. So good. I guess the people that did make uh, Blood and Honey, they're looking to make like a universe of movies because everything's got to be a really? universe now. And that, yeah, and they want to make like a Peter Pan horror movie, which that is cool because he's actually a terrible. <laughs> he's already he's person. already crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, somebody asked me if I had my choice would I want a movie or a show and I would want a rated R or animated series. That's what I would want. So that would be my choice. Um only because one it's so long um and I'm an actor to quit or die. <laughs> and two I'm picky about how I look. So I think an anim- I don't think it'll ever happen but that's that would be my choice of, uh, of what the, the cool thing too is eventually like with um, <clears throat> they're getting really good at uh, voice emulation like uh, what is it the, the most recent uh, James Earl Jones Darth Vader they just had a voice uh, like replicator like he, he like licensed yeah. his voice and so yeah. yeah it's super interesting so like with yeah with cartoons like eventually you can have them go indefinitely long uh, regardless of age, because like it, you can make it so that it's all within the same time frame and not awesome. really. I never even yeah. thought of that. If I could have anyone, I don't know if you know who he is, but I love Christian Kane, and I don't know why that it would be who I choose. He's from. He's in. Did you ever watch Angel from Buffy and Angel? Yep. Oh. yep. He was Lindsay. He was the the lawyer, but he's also in a show called Leverage, and um, he was in the Librarians, and he's just always this tough cowboy guy. Um, I, I'm and, trying to remember uh, his face. Yeah. I, oh yes, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's been oh, on he, hair. <laughs> oh, he's actually in a comic book. Is he really? Yeah. Which one? I want to get it. Uh, I just saw. Uh, what is this comic? He was a lawyer at Wolfram, and oh, oh, there's yeah, the, this the car is the cartoon version. There's a sorry, there's an animated oh. version of uh, Angel. That's what it is. I didn't know animated or, or not, not animated. Sorry, comic or, comic book. Yeah. I but but he, probably, oh no, he's drawn in it though, yeah. <laughs> I love Lindsay, and I actually tried to do his likeness, and I had contacted uh agent on Facebook, and four seconds later, he goes, Oh, email this email, and because I wanted to know how much it cost to use his likeness, and I emailed him seven, eight months, and he never got back to me, so <laughs> yeah, right yeah, here, all, yeah. He, he's actually, he, he's, I would have used his likeness if I could. That's who we used when we did role playing. I was like, ah, oh, just pretend it's Christian King. <laughs> but yeah, I would love his, his voice for it. But oh, that's cool. Can get that? so, which sucks. It would have been perfect. Not that I haven't animated. Though someday I might animate, if, if nothing else, my comic. I might learn how to animate my comic. Uh, honestly, like if you just wait like six months, there'll be some AI that'll animate your comic for you. Like yeah. it's it's kind it's kind of interesting. It's like um, I, I just because I've been playing with like ChatGPT lately, and like what it can do now is already pretty impressive. Uh, I don't think it'll ever get rid of like the like getting like if you want something to look like the quality that 
you have. Like, it's not going to be able to do that in yeah. replication over and over again uh, for at least at least a little while. Like, it's going to take like it take, it's going to take longer than I think most people think. Um, but like getting getting things like animating things that are already existing, like that's going to be pretty interesting. And like most animators are digital now, anyways. It's not like you're you're taking an artist job. You're just <laughs> if anything, you would hire an yeah. animator who just uses AI because they know how to like. Uh, use it like well, the thing I noticed is like with ChatGPT, I've had a bunch of people use it and then I use it and I get way better outputs because I, I know how to use it. So it's still going to be people who know their craft the best who will be able to take advantage of that stuff because like I, I was able to replicate a, um, a marketing strategy that I already had the root of and then I'm like, all right, here's the root fill in the blank. But if you don't know the root, you're not going to get the output that you want. And if somebody just asks for yeah. a strategy, it normally gives like a really crappy version of one. And so it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. The only thing I'm worried about AI is that supposedly it steals other people's art. So if they can make it where it's, they hire their own artist, then I'm fine with this it. Is, this is, the, dude, it's so interesting. The NFT boom that we had about a year ago that has now kind of died off people don't understand that if they kept that alive a little bit longer that is the thing that probably would have benefited them with ai because they could have linked that artwork with a digital token that ai would then be allowed to pull from so whenever used you might get partial credit for varying artworks yeah. like it's something that like i i've been thinking about that because again like i the, the AI bots aren't coming up with original works, no matter how original they are. It's collections and combinations of. And the interesting yeah. thing is, I, I don't remember where I heard this, but it's like, if you steal from one artist, right, they'll, they'll call you a plagiarist. But if you steal from 100, they'll call you a genius, right? And the yeah. reason why is because really good artists, first, like the way they get good at artwork is they copy a bunch of other artists because they don't know what they're like. You, you don't pop out and you're like, I know how to draw, right? You have to learn. And you also don't have a vision of what your drawings are. And that's why all the greatest artists that we know about, they all drew realism first. Like they all drew as close to real life as they could. And once they perfected art, then they made their art. And so AI is kind of doing that. But if you can then claim what is classified as your art through things like, you know, blockchain, it's going to be really interesting. I hope somebody figures that out because, like, that's – like, I don't care if someone takes that idea and runs with it because that's way beyond the scope of what I would ever be able to pull off. But, like, it, it is, like – I think that that's the best way to do it is if somebody develops a the AI artwork. So, like, like the animations, for example. If the artist that you pay to make your comic book gets – gets a cut yeah. from the AI creation, kind of yeah. similar to like how music sampling happens, right? That, that's yeah. the reason why it's so confusing. People don't know how to do sampling in the digital art space, but now we could with NFTs. Yeah. So it's like, it's something yeah. that would be traceable. Somebody had posted because obviously there's a war <clears throat> between should you use AI or not. And I understand why people would because it took me – 35 tries, if not more, and thousands of dollars to find my artist to make it the way I want to. And even my husband, before he knew there was an AI, he's like, isn't there an art program that does it? And I was like, I need an artist. Um, so I'm not against it. I'm, I'm just against them stealing it out, pay these artists, then I'm all for it. Like, And somebody has suggested, well, what if I put in my own art and storyboard it for me? Is that wrong? And we're like, no, it's, it's your art. So there are applications for it. Like if I could enter in this art and they can make me an animated uh, thing, and I'm still paying my artist. Hell yeah, give me an animated 
See, that, see that, that that's where I think it'll be interesting. So like, it's one of those things where if um, like, so the way it would have to happen is right now, artists charge a certain amount and you own that artwork now. It's not your artist, right? It's, it's work yeah. for hire. So copyright, it's now yours. You own the copyright. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's the same with music, right? Like somebody buys someone's production, now you own it, right? Uh, unless you do some licensing agreement. And that's where it could come in. It could be a bunch of artists. And, and the reason why this is interesting is because a bunch of artists could start doing work for a little bit less with this stipulation that's connected to it that you don't ever have to pay. But if your comic book or animation in the future makes money, they automatically get paid. And that's how like, so yeah. like when music is played on the radio and music is played at a, a live event venue, when music is played on Spotify, there are companies uh, that are called PROs, public uh, or what is it, performance rights organizations. And they track all of that and they're nonprofits and they collect the money, they put it into a box, they find your ID and then they send you the money. That's, that's why they call it mailbox money in the music industry is you pump out a lot of stuff and then you get this. But if you could do that in the art space of like physical yeah, art space, I think that would be such a brilliant like, like – and not only that too, like the reason why it's so – smart is that like eventually you can like i'm sure before there's an, a a nonprofit like a bmi or ascap in the music space before that exists in the comic book or the art realm someone's gonna be a middleman that's collecting money in the middle so whoever can make this could make a ton of money in the meantime you know help help sell the shovels to the gold right and uh you know it it would also benefit artists greatly it would it would benefit creators greatly because artists could work a little bit cheaper in the beginning knowing they're guaranteed income because that's another problem is like artists are a little worried that if they do if they do this work and you start selling it how do they know that you sold it or didn't sell it right yeah, yeah. this this is this is actually this artist's first paid job his first paid really job. yeah and he is I, I i'm telling you how lucky i am that i found him and actually he found me and actually i didn't want anything to do with him so um it, i had so what happened was is i had gone through like i said 35 artists and i was so exhausted seeing my characters look either nothing like i wanted or like awful um and so so finally i just sat there and said who who wants to hand in a free test page so i had five people doing free test pages um, he came at me and he's like, you, you, this is my style. Do you like it? And I was like, I, I actually didn't. His style, he's amazingly talented, but it wasn't my, it was like realistic. And I was like, I didn't, that's, no. And, and I said, he, um, what test pages, if I don't pick any of them, I'll come back and buy a test page from you. Um, or you can hand in a free page. And as soon as I got it, I'm like, okay, everyone else could stop. <laughs> I picked my artist and I'm so glad I did. Um, but yeah, I don't think AI will ever replace artists. Um, if they could, like you said, the way you're saying it, if they could find a way to do this, and of course there is a way, you know, and benefit it for everybody, there'd be less war going on because obviously the program has a great amount of benefit to be used. And as long as artists get their pay, and like you said, guaranteed, I mean, my guy's guaranteed as long as I, uh, you know, have money. <laughs> He's already signed up. I think we have written... This is 35 issues plus the prequel started is five, the series two is five. So, and then we have 30. So he's got 75 guaranteed, you know, issues. Um, so yeah, he could stick around. He's not allowed to leave actually. I already told him he'd be chained up mm -hmm. in my basement. Um, but, She's uh, like, ha I've been, I've been hearing banging this whole time. I, I, I thought I was losing my mind. You know? <laughs> Let me out of here. 
Um, no, yeah, it, it's it, it's very cool because um, like like it's like I said, it, it'll be very interesting if they figure out how to do this. But the reason why I I actually really like this AI stuff that's coming out, it's not because I think that it's gonna like draw a whole comic book, especially not now. Like it's definitely not capable of that now. Um, but what I think it can do is there are creators out there who don't know how to describe what they want. And then they have to talk to 38 different artists to try to find one artist. Instead, they could ask a robot and go, hey, draw me the concept art of this thing, right? Because yes, you could hire 37 concept artists and hope that one of them nails it, or you can get that base thing drawn ran at random until you find the one you want and then go, who can draw like this? Yeah. And I think that, that I think that that's going to get more creators to hire more artists. And yeah. it's it's funny because um, you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is uh, Gary V. He's a, a big time marketing guy in New York City. He owns the fastest growing digital marketing agency in the world. And uh, yeah. he's very he's like always been ahead of the game. Like he was on YouTube like before Google bought it, right? So he was like very early on this stuff. And he's he's always like. He always talks about how technology comes regardless if you like it or not. And if you don't prepare for it, you're, you're basically like, uh, what was he saying? He's like, people used to work on farms. Everyone did. And then the tractor came along, right? And now you need one guy for the like, the farm when you need a 10. So those other nine people got to figure out what they're going to do. And they did. They end up, you know, finding another job. They, they Maybe they fix the tractors, right? Maybe they build better tractors, whatever it is. And so I think that the artists who figure out how to use AI to their advantage, not to replace their drawing or replace their job. But like I said, for example, promoting like, hey, go find a concept or go create concept art, bring it to us. And now I know what you're looking for and I'll create the rest of the comic. I think that that's going to make some artists a lot of money and some artists who are going to complain aren't going to get, you know, they're just going to miss yeah. the bandwagon. Well, you know, you know, technology always moves on. Camera didn't replace painters. I mean, painters make more now than they've ever made before. The digital camera first replaced cameras because photographers because it replaced my law because it, it's still not a photographer. So they hired photographers. So it it kind of replaced it and then it didn't. And now photographers make a ton of money too. So you kind of have to use it for. Is going to stop? We just have to use it. I mean, it's kind of funny though. I don't know why they keep creating all these robots to replace that. You know, everything. We don't want to. You know, what do you want us to do? <laughs> but um, and, and someone made a really nice meme that said, "Stop making um, the AI to replace artists and start making them replace everything else, so we can draw. So we have time off." Yeah, I was going to say it's funny. It's like like all the stuff that you thought that like like I think it was like two years ago. It was two or three years ago, I remember somebody saying, like, um, you know, the way that AI is advancing, the only jobs left will be creative jobs. And then ironically, there was this huge pivot where, like, somebody who was working on a robot was like, oh, can't replace creative jobs. I'll show you. And then, like, the only thing it did was, like, you can, you can create, like, audio that you, you drop a 30-second recording in. And it will be able to emulate your voice perfectly and make it say whatever you want. They have video or they have uh, photo generators now, not just the animated. They have writers. They, and they, they have writers. They have, uh, they have the, the biggest one I just saw recently is now you can actually make video with real people. Oh, really? Oh, I saw that, and I, I and saw the uh, eye porn, or so I haven't seen the. Porn. Oh yeah, no, no, that that one's more. That, yeah, that one's a weird. That one's like the the deep fake. That's where you overlay. I'm talking about like completely new oh, footage. I didn't know that. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's yeah. yeah, they're getting really fast with it. And so it's gonna be interesting. Um, like I said, I think I think it'll make more creatives because there's people with really like the best the best creations have a story behind them. And the thing is that I think everyone has a story, but not everyone is creative. And I think that yeah. if enough people with good stories get access to these tools, we might get more positive things out there and like fan art still exists even though comics exist right people create yeah. alternative versions of the stuff that exists so even if oh, ai yeah. like like replaced it like somebody's still going to go out there and then make something and like you said like if anything artists are getting paid more than they used to get paid because at one point right you know you every like there's a bunch of artists all competing and now it's like everyone's a photographer where'd all the artists go right now now yeah. art's really idolized right so it's like it, it it's definitely like uh things ebb and flow like that all the time and i think that yeah it's like if we jump on the bandwagon and try to actually figure out how to make it better uh for like yeah, well, use it so everyone gets <clears throat> mad at me when i say this so i'm i'm dyslexic not that part but i'm dyslexic and um they're so mad about that <laughs> I, I, I know yeah not that part um but um i cannot so i i always say i wrote these novels and they're they're like 90,000, 120,000 words each. So they're not small novels. However, they could never be published. They're they're written in role play. And I'm, this comes out wrong every time. I'm not a very good writer. I am an amazing storyteller. Like, I, you know that this is supposed to show, don't tell. And I tried it for like one day and I my brain was going to explode. But if I sit down, like yesterday I was writing a chapter for the spinoff. I sat down and three hours later, I already wrote 3,000 words. So I don't have to think about it. I just write it. But when I had to do the norm, like don't use these words and do these phrases and do this. What I tried it once and I'm like, uh, exhausting. I would hate this all. So if it wasn't for comic books, I wouldn't even be getting my story out there because it just wasn't that kind of story that I can, you know, publish and make it a writer. It just, it's just not good enough as a novelist, but I tell an amazing story in a comic book, you know, because what I tell gets shown through the art. Um, though I do take credit yeah, for all my dialogue. <laughs> I was gonna say that, that that's funny too because like Greg's probably closer to the opposite. Like Greg wrote the original story in novel format, and as he tries to translate it to comics, sometimes it's like it just doesn't translate. And so, like, I, it totally makes sense. There are storytellers and there are writers, and not all writers are storytellers, and not all storytellers yes. are writers. <clears throat> and so, like for me, like I, I that in every interview, they're like, you're a writer. I'm like, yeah. people keep coming to me and saying, will you write my story? And I'm like, I can't. I am not a writer. I, I am a storyteller. I can tell you a story, but it's not going to. I actually haven't had any problem converting it to scripts. I got really lucky there. Um, but I can't just write a script. Like, I had to add, like, a, a small fight between uh, Angel and the Demon. And I still had to write it in novel form. And then two minutes later, go back and convert it to script i just cannot reach form and i think that's also why my i praised or I don't, that's a strong word i've been complimented on my dialogue and i didn't realize everyone's like dialogue's the hardest part and to me i don't even know what is it because i literally think when i write i literally just write um so i'm like i think because i could just write it i don't have to worry about how it sounds you know though i will say the hardest part of converting it was fitting the dialogue into the story like you know when you my my half my uh 3,000 words was either her thinking or her talking. So <laughs> like, I have to kind of, um, but yeah, we, we wrote it like a novel. That's why our, my characters think a lot, especially him. Um, but uh, they're both sarcastic. So 
So there's that. But that's probably because both of us writers, uh, storyteller, whatever, is start sarcastic. We're very sarcastic people. Um, but I, I got that was the hardest part is when I wrote my issue one, my first script. Um, I because I had to. Um, it was just not enough to fit in the page. My 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 letter was like, you're not going to see any of the art if you have all this reading. And I was like, right, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I got I got lucky that I'm sure I don't write my scripts completely the way it's supposed to. When I hired my artist, I I was going to bed that night because I literally woke up and and told my uh, you want to do a comic book, you want to turn these into comic books. And she's like, yeah. And then after I hired an artist that very day, I don't wait. I'm like the things. I was going to bed and I wrote to her and I said, I don't know how to write a script. She's like, you'll be fine. And the next day I went and watched a 20 minute video. This is how you write a script. And I was like, all right, let me try. And two seconds later, I like wrote script one. Well, I guess technically one and two because I had to cut it in half. Um, but yeah, so it wound up working good. And now I, I've converted uh, all of book one. So I have issues one through seven converted. Um, and I'm going to start converting. I, I, I stupidly, if I wait between issues, to, I have a hard time restarting. And then once I start, the whole thing's done in like two days. But uh, I have to get back and start doing the script for book two. So. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's script is unique. It's like, what well, you know, it, it was something I had to learn. But so far, the, my artist can follow follow it that's all that matters <laughs> yeah. that, that, it's funny too because like we, we actually separate so um because like we have a list of like uh illustrators inkers colors and people that we could work with or we have worked with or like that we've just connected with so that we can send them to other people and uh definitely creators and writers are like a different category and one, one of the things that was interesting was uh one of our like fan favorite comics is uh ink and when greg first wrote it his script like wasn't well written for a panel the story was cool but like he didn't break it down properly so when the artist drew it i'm now reading through the dialogue that's supposed to get put on this and i'm like there is no way this is going to fit on this page it is so much information you've already gotten like four pages drawn like there's nothing like i'm gonna uh, so what ended up happening actually was greg and i went through the whole story again he told me like what the purpose of the story was so then i'm like all right how can we make this work and instead we actually switched it all to inner dialogue so it used to be like talking during the beginning of the comic and it all switched to an inner monologue and now that's actually part of the story and people liked that and now the second yeah. issue is also going to emulate that so there's they'll be conversing in the second issue much more than the first but there's still going to be this uh internal dialogue now and like uh, even the way it was visually laid out our letter uh jerome is awesome and um <clears throat> like the the way that it was lettered and like the way the the uh uh narration was done made the story so much better so there's definitely a difference between writing uh or creating a story and writing a story yeah. that can then be digested it's kind of like uh you know you 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 can know what a good uh, cake tastes like but you might not be a baker right so like, <laughs> you know well yeah that was the big thing was because a lot of people were like i like that he they, there's thinking bubbles that people that's one of the reasons why I loved reading novels was to get inside the character's head, you know? So we do have a lot more thinking, especially, I mean, these two are soulmates, but they still have this immense doubt that one loves the other one. You know, like he's an assassin. So he's like, why would she love me? I, you know, I used to kill people for a living. And she's like, why the hell would he love me? All I do is trouble nonstop because her angel blood attracts every evil thing on the planet. So he's always trying to keep her safe and she wants to keep him safe. So while he's trying to keep her safe, she usually gets back and forth. 
Um, we torture our characters very well. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just getting that internal, like you said, internal thought. And people actually like that. Because I, I read comic books for years. I, I read, you know, Ghost Rider. But I mean, I haven't read comic books in a long time. Now I read all indie comics anyway. But um, they were like, like, you know, did you take inspiration for anything? I was like, my first graphic novel, I think, uh, was The Crow. You know, it's like... <laughs> I read The Crow, and I just, that was my favorite graphic novel. And I'm actually, he's at, James O'Barr is going to be at my con in uh, June. So I'm nice. Gonna, it autographed him, yeah. So I'm excited to meet him. Um, but yeah, this the comic book is just, I'm just so, I'm, I'm addicted to the obsession of this comic book. Like, the more I get it, you know. And everyone's like, aren't you getting, like, sick of it, reading it over and over again? I was like, no. <laughs> I read this nonstop. I just got a chapter teaser. We, we send teasers because we can't wait a whole three days to finish the damn chapter. We'll send uh, a teaser. And I've read her teaser, like, I think 30 times since she sent it two days ago. <laughs> so, she's like, how do you keep that? I was like, oh, no, I just, I'm obsessed with it. So... Um, I think the other thing is if you if you get a good storyteller too, though, you know, like you were showing the Easter eggs in yours, like th that little stuff, yeah. like that stuff that we do in ours as well, where like we have recurring themes that unless you're like paying attention, you won't notice them. But that means yeah. that you can read it again and notice something different. Like I, I love stories that if you watch it a second time, like, like don't get me wrong, like if you've you ever seen the movie The Book of Eli? Yeah. <clears throat> Excellent movie, but you can only really watch it once correctly, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, because the second time you watch it, it it's ruined, right? And so that's, I, I never even spoil that movie. Like, I love that movie enough to like let people go experience. But the, but that's the whole idea. It's like there's a one time experience. But if it's, the, I also enjoy a movie that I could watch it over and over again and keep noticing new things. Oh yeah. Uh, so oh, like yeah, yeah. Their... yeah. I I never get I never get tired of it. I love the little details. I love how people are gonna probably gonna. Be like, oh, the TV's unplugged, and you can be like, it's not a show. I can't unplug the TV and forget about it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know it's unplugged. And there's certain things like uh, there's this one part that people have been telling me about, um, but I actually gave away the ending of it. But you have to be paying attention to it. The characters flat out say it, but if you're, and you won't notice it until the end, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> like she already said that that before. So there's going to be a lot of things that you you're going to have to um, you have to read it over and over again to get the like you especially for books to be like why did this happen or why did they say this um and they have certain motifs too that they say like uh they have like he always calls her a pain in the ass um and or they'll say no you know me like back and forth so they they have their little lines but um there's a lot of inside jokes that that are there um and then when they read the prequel they're gonna be like oh that's why they say that so it's even more when the prequel comes out so that'll be fun but yeah You'll, you, it won't be boring. That's all I can say about this. <laughs> I was looking. At, I was looking for that TV of the the angel thing you were talking about, and I was just looking at like something. Um, you have the new the new uh one. You have the new art, I, right? Issue one. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The I, only I, the only I, thing I noticed is I think that the TV's unplugged. Yeah. Is that what you were saying? That the TV was unplugged. Yeah, the TV's unplugged. Yeah. I, I didn't even notice that the first time. That's that's funny. Yeah. So a lot, and then um, did you, the the first Easter egg is really really simple to find, and people probably might not notice it right away, but it's on where they fit into each other. It's so it's on what? It, it's on the page where they first run into each other, and he tackles her to the ground. Um, yeah. In an incredibly rude way. Um, but yeah, it's 
it's actually that drag has two meanings to it. Um, and I could give, you know, I can give it away uh, because I always tell the first one, but can, did you see what, what it is? Is it the sewer? Yeah. Do I want to share it? I'll just keep it like that and then people can look it up later. Uh, that's no, 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 it, that, would, that would be the first one I would show them to give them an idea what they're looking for. But yeah. yeah. Some of them are very obvious, which makes people probably going to miss it more. Do you see yeah. it, Greg? <laughs> I didn't notice that first. <laughs> yep, they didn't yeah. even. So the whole, so the, it's got, um, it's got a, a secret inside joke um, for, for me and my writer. And then, of course, it's the urban legend of the alligator. Yeah. Sure. But the main reason why I did it and it had to be issue one was the reason why I'm actually here with my story was when I was uh, a teenager, I saw the commercial for Resident Evil 2 where the crocodile comes out to try to get Leon. And I don't know why, but that made me want to go out to buy it so bad that I told my parents I need PlayStation 1 today and I need to go get this uh, game. So we went and rented this game and it had no instructions whatsoever. And I've never really played anything but Atari and like Duck Hunt. So like my Leon kept going into the fire and I was like, this is the worst game ever. Could not get in the move. I threw the controller. My idiot freaking picks it up, starts playing. And I was like, get the hell out of my room. <laughs> so then I picked it up and started playing it and I was obsessed. And then we went and bought that and Final Fantasy VII on the same day. And those are the two games I played for probably a year or whatever. Nice. And then I started, RP I started RPing as uh, Claire Redfield for 17 years. So... So that is the reason why I, I have a comic book right now. <laughs> That's awesome. And he's just like, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just missed his foot, damn it, come back. But yeah. <laughs> so, it's very clever too, like the like where it's drawn, how it's drawn. It's like yeah. like you're clearly drawn to the to him and then what's down the alley. And like, because even when you yeah. pointed out like I should be looking for something, the first thing I was like, oh, maybe it's a <laughs> warehouse. Maybe that's maybe there's something about that like and i'm like what, where is and all of a sudden like, oh wait what the hell there's an alligator <laughs> yeah i was like you have to put it out of the way but it has to be clearly seen and he's like what i was like trust me it makes sense when you think of <clears throat> it has to be tight you can't fight it but and it's cool too because even the three panels on the bottom like my eyes like uh, that, that's something greg and i try to do like when we lay out our panels like where we want them to be is we'll be like all right listen i want their eyes to go like this so we need to draw them that way and so yeah. like with this it's like that's what happens like i see the lady running down the alley i see him i see his thought and immediately i want to jump down to the bottom so i don't <laughs> i just skip the alligator and so yeah like unless you go through and you're like man look at this artwork that's wait what there's an alligator <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have i have alley. to say go ahead. Oh, go. Oh, no. no you first i talk nonstop, and you barely talk <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah we have an easter egg like in literally in our first issue i think the first page it's like right there in front of your face but no one's gonna know yeah. until like a couple comics later but yeah it's like right there yeah it, it it gets it gets harder and harder i think the the last i think issue seven is the hardest i don't i don't know if anyone's gonna get it so i actually put in a second one because it was like a bonus um but and i can't say it and it's driving me crazy because it's not it's an old an old old uh time uh movie well it's not that that sounds really old it's, i think i was alive when it was out so, 
But um, it's uh, well, I, I'll, I'll say it, and then this way it'll help everyone find the bonus. But it's from the movie Crawl. So if, if anyone sees the movie Crawl, they'll they'll probably find it. Crawl. Um, Crawl. It, it's from 1980s. Easton in it. K R U L L. Have you ever seen that? If you haven't, you gotta go watch it. That's awesome. It sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've seen it. It's this weapon with these, um, it's put on Atari. I'm obviously, I think I'm older than both of you probably, but, um, it's, it look up crawl. It's very, very old. It's very, <laughs> Nick crawl comes up. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now what's the call? K R wait K R U L L or K R O L L? Yeah. You. You. Okay. I just found it. What the? <laughs> it's a crazy film. Yeah, I definitely have not seen that. Or if <laughs> I have, I didn't know I was watching it. That's yeah, that's a super. Uh... Yeah, it said uh, I don't think it's his first movie, but Liam Neeson is in it. Um, so that's that Liam. Is Liam Neeson the main guy? Oh, he's one of the thieves, but he's in oh, a I was lot. Gonna say, like, the, the guy who's the main guy who's on like the cover of it. He kind of looks like a. Yeah. What's his face? Um, damn, what's his name? Uh, who, who's the guy that plays Star-Lord? Oh, Chris Pratt? Yeah, he kind of looks like Chris Pratt in the drawing. He, like, oh. like, he kind of looks um Kurt Russell in The Thing with a beard. Mm, yeah, I can see that too. But yeah, look look at this. Did you pull it up? Yeah. I Tell me that doesn't look like Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like That's stunningly awesome. close. Yeah, and the funny part is the weapon doesn't really look like that. I don't. I think. I think it looks way more detailed than that for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. But if you watch it, I don't know where you could watch it, but it's it's worth it's worth watching. Yeah, that thing is is creepy looking. But um, I don't know if you guys. It's so funny because Nick Kroll keeps coming up. Yeah. I um, but there was an, uh, an Atari movie, uh, an Atari game, and it fits the, the movie actually really well, whereas Atari obviously did not usually do that. But That's crazy. He really, so wait, who, who's this actor? I know, what were you saying? Uh, I don't know. I don't know his name. Um, he he looks, I wonder if he's like Chris Pratt's dad or something. Like, he looks remarkably close looks like, to like the young Chris Pratt. Yeah, if you, if you see, uh, I don't know if they Yes, Liam Neeson, but that's not how he looks in the film. Obviously, he's really, really yeah. young. Yeah, not really, really young, but I mean, really young for him. It's a free movie. It, I think I just bought it, it on this the is him. Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cyclops. Yeah. No, that's the young. That's the young uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh, the spider. That actually looks familiar. It's probably been used in memes. Was this a, was this in it's like Sega? Did you, you said there was a game of this. Was there like a Sega Genesis game yes. of this? Yes, I think there is a Sega Genesis of it too. Yeah. That that might be why I recognize the name because like parts of it look familiar, but then parts of it I'm like I've never seen this. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else made a connection there too. Yeah, the Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yep. It's funny. Well, that's that's the 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 quicksand. I can tell you all these parts. A little too yeah. well. This is from my husband's eight years younger than me, and this came out with the year he was born. So he's not gonna watch <laughs> it with me, but <laughs> makes him feel old. Yeah, that's cool though. No, that's awesome. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that yeah. that uh, more later. But yeah, I definitely. I, I I think there was like a, a Sega Genesis games because like it looks it looks like 
it looks both very familiar and yet there's parts of it I, I don't recognize at all. So that's why that's the only thing I could imagine is it was a video game because there's tons of stuff like that where like I saw a video game and I'm like, oh, I had no idea there was a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gabe's normally. Oh, I spelled Sigurd. Yeah, there is. There's Corolla's Atari. Um, I think you can play the retro game now, actually. Actually, really good for its time. I mean, I don't know. Did you guys ever have Atari? No, right? Uh, I did, but I had, like very, very minimal play time on it. Like, but the first console I really played a lot was uh, Sega Genesis. I had, I had NES. Oh. I, I had the SNES or whatever the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. But the yeah. what's it called? Uh, the the first game like I like the first console I really got into was Sega Genesis. Um, yeah. Oh man. Actually, I, I remember when the was it the Game Gear? Did you ever play the Game yeah. Gear, the portable Sega? Oh my God, we had like the whole. The what's it called? Like there was like a big case that you could get, or uh, like a like a like a duffel bag of it, and then you had slots for the games. You had batteries, and it's so funny because the control, like the thing, was like this big, and the screen was like the size of a yeah, it's like the size of a Game Boy uh, Advance. It was like the screen, but the whole thing was the size of the console. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sega Game Gear. Oh, I would still play that. That that was so fun. Oh, I would play. <clears throat> what was the other game that I played? Uh, crap. Golden Earthworm Jim. That was good. No, what was the worst game? It was uh, Echo, the dolphin. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That game was made by Satan, I believe. Sa <laughs> uh, Sega, sorry, Sega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't play games as much as I used to. I used to play games nonstop. I think I, I kind of stopped when I went into role play. Uh, Cause I, you know, it got me writing and, and uh, I, I think I wrote once when I was a one liner, I was worse. I started as a one liner cause being dyslexic, I wasn't able to write a lot. And I wound up role playing Claire and Wesker. So I had two, I knew that I was both. So I could torture people with Wesker and then like, kind of like fight them with Claire and, and, and all these people would join it. It was so much fun back in the day. Um, and I did that for like two years and. And then I, I kind of went off and it was like, what, three sentences. Then it was multi-pair. And then I would see these people write novel air. And I'm like, I am ever writing that many words. There's just no way I'm writing that many words during role play. How do you even get anything done? Like, how is this whatever? And somebody's like, wait, let me show you how it's done. And I was like, all right, let me try it. <laughs> so I was able to get words for a while. And then I was so addicted to it. And then for a while, like a big reply for me was, like a thousand words and then when i met my co-writer she never wrote more than 600 words and then when we started writing i think we went to like between three to seven k words per reply <laughs> we stopped <laughs> replying RPing with everybody else and now we just focus on each other for like the last year so but yeah i love i love writing a story we have never ending. We're mad that the never ending story has a name because we have never ending ideas for this. <laughs> That's like funny. It's the real never ending story. Betray you. Like so <laughs> At the end of this series, I, I'm going to have a warning page that says if you want a happy ending, do not lie. Do not read the epilogue of this story. Um, and then everything goes literal to hell and, and serious, which we've already started writing. but uh yeah it's uh it, it it we could go on forever with this story we, on this story and we have a spinoff so you would think it would 
you know, have double, like, how do you run out of ideas? You don't run out of ideas. The spinoff is them as teenagers. And before they got separated for those 10 years, they wound up running away instead, like they had planned. So at first I was thinking, what difference would it be if they're teenagers or whatever? But then I realized he's not trained as an assassin. She's not trained as a supernatural hunter. And they're two teenagers being chased by every evil monster on the planet. So it actually wound up being an incredibly good story. And now it's like, I can't say one of my favorite, all my stories. <laughs> um, the prequel is called Damnation. This is Redemption. And the spinoff is called Salvation. So um, hopefully someday we'll be able to make those into comics too. We'll, we'll see. Anyone read these? <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's very cool. I was, I was look, even looking at your um, Kickstarter. And so like the average Kickstarter backer is i think like 25 dollars. i think that's like the normal range i think you're at like 39 for your average so <laughs> that's damn yeah so like yeah if, if you figure out uh you know a gimmick a shtick right a thing that like people really like just make sure to give them what they want you know i mean like the fans know what the fans want so it's like if you like telling the stories you like the plushies and it seems like they really like the plushies i would keep making those plushies I have my, my, uh, my, I call her my, my plushy guru is making them more now. And, um, we're probably going to make a hellhound one. Um, and, that's cool. Yeah. And this is really kind of, so in the spinoff, when I was at her show, I saw, I saw her at one of the con and I go, I really love your dragons. I don't have a dragon in my story. Um, but I'll have to come up with that. So we were going to do it in series two because it's all, it's got all the mythologies and stuff. But in the spinoff, I was like, Oh, if she falls through one of those portals, you know, it could be a dragon in there. So we're very marketable people. We're like, yeah, let's get a dragon. So, uh, the hellhound, the dragon, and, and, um, we'll probably come up. I want action figures, but, um, I have yet to find somebody that won't charge me like thousands of dollars for a prototype. And yeah. I'm super mad. Somebody gave me, someone had, uh, um, an action for their character at the con. And I said, how much did you pay for the prototype? And he's like, $200. I was like, I need their name. I need their number. I need, and I, and they sent me the email and they never got back to me. Damn. So when I and I was like, damn, I want, I want my characters as a freaking, um, you know, as a freaking action figure. I do everything. Like, like everything. I have pillows coming that I actually think people like. Um, but it's like the pillow where it's like the shape of the character. Uh, mm. So I just got them shipped. So we'll see how those look for the next one. Uh, I don't think they would be as good as plushier, a lot cheaper, so I could sell them a lot more cheaper. And you don't have to worry about making them dirty or anything. You just pop them in the screen and you're done. So, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like the 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 one thing I was just thinking about too, just because like I, I I work with a lot of businesses and and one of the things that I, I I'm hearing from all this too is like so. One of the toughest things for independent comic book creators is figuring out how to generate revenue so that that's all they can focus on. And it's interesting because if you figured out how to get the plushies made, even if you're not the one who makes it, you can be the yeah. one who partners with whoever makes it and start offering that to other people and make more people yeah. offer that so that that's the thing yeah. that like is regularly offered. Because like I know that there are definitely people that would probably buy our uh, – our mittens if he was a, a, a stuffed animal. Yeah, I mean, like that's a really yeah, like I bought one. <laughs> I'm the first person. I'm the first person that she's done this for. And at first we were we were kind of fighting because I would pay ten dollars for the custom art, you know, the custom pattern. Tom, I made a new order, no matter how big or small, she was charging me ten dollars. And I said, Why are you charging me ten dollars? It's the 
the same pattern you did. And she's like, because it's a custom order. I was like, fine, then cancel my order because I'm not going to make every, I'll just make one big one later. I'm not going to make tons of small ones because I'm the type of person First, like, oh, they bought to have my, uh, this is my rat. He's in the prequel. He's our, the guardian um, from Apollo because he, he's the, uh, which I didn't know before, but he's actually the uh, god of, uh, lord of rodents. So go figure. So anyway, he was hmm. sent to protect her in the spinoff. And I needed more because everyone bought these off of guys. And they're also the cheapest. That probably helped. Um, and I was ordering two of them to add on to the order she's already doing. And she charged me ten dollars, and I was like, "Why?" I was like, "Cancel it, because I'll I'll make a big order later. I'm not gonna charge because if I make five orders, it's fifty dollars just for different <laughs> orders." And I'll wait. Yeah. So I canceled it. I was like, "Um, we could just do ten dollars for each new order," and I was like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." So, <laughs> so uh, I was like, "Well, you're the first person I've done this for, and I've already gotten her business because, uh, like you said, people see this and they want you know they want her to do it." So, yeah, you should get like, some like affiliate program right. set up with it. That's, that's what I would do. And just be like, right. hey, listen, I'll send you more and more people. I'll be a salesperson for you. <laughs> I, want, I want my finder's fee. Like, I want a. a, a you, keep, you keep the 10 bucks. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's so funny because I was mad because <clears> I actually I ordered my. And then after I put the order in, I, I thought about it. I was like, shit, I want an Anubis. And she had already started the order. I was like, I want you to stop and make my newest. And she couldn't. But I was like, damn it. So I had to wait for my newest. And I was so mad. I was like, hurt my newest. But um, she did it so perfect. And I was scared to like order a ton of them because I had no idea what they were going to These are the most expensive, unfortunately. Um, so yeah. More edition, but I, I, I think they'll be popular. You know, uh, people seem to really love them. And I mean, I wish I can get the cost down. And I know a plum, I just... It wouldn't be handmade, so maybe like in the future. But uh, I kind of like her doing it. Plus, I love his eyes. Um, yeah, it definitely looks cool. But yeah, I, I could. I, and for anyone that gets mad that I'm hugging him all the time, this isn't the one anyone's going to get. This is mine. So he's the. He's <laughs> this one belongs to me. Yes. <laughs> and everyone sees him. They're like, you're always hugging him in, in the, when you're in the interviews. And I was like, for two reasons. One, I'm very fidgety, and he stops me from moving as much. Um, but also, uh, everyone can see my Anubis. And they're like, what the hell are you holding? It's, and I was like, uh, it's my Anubis. It's like, you didn't know? <laughs> so, you didn't know about my Anubis. Um, but yeah, I, I will make everything Anubis. I have a new sticker for him. And I didn't realize how popular he would be until I sent something. I don't remember what it was, but a, a sticker or something. Someone's like, oh, my God, we love Anubis. And then everyone ballistic over and I was like, oh, well, I have a plushie. <laughs> They're like, oh, plushie. <laughs> so he became our un unofficial mascot. I, I, I to add him into Series 2 because he's kind of going to go with the Series 2. Well, I'm doing a crossover, which isn't part of Series 2. It might be added in it. But a lot of the um, creators that I know, indie creators, we're going to do like a crossover. Um, and it's kind of going to be like Kingdom Hearts because they're going to travel because this thing um, is, a, I don't know what a, a gyroscope is, but that's technically why it has all the lines on it. It's a gyroscope. So it'll lead them to the little gems that are on it and it goes through portals. So it's going to go through the character into the other the people's comic book. So um, like, I don't know if you know the wolf, do you know the voodoo wolf, the werewolf, uh, Rob Multerry does it? Yeah. Yeah. So he just had a, a, a plush. Uh, kickstart um and my characters are going to go into his world and because 
my, my character is a supernatural hunter, or she's going to go hunt his werewolf. Um, and obviously they're going to have to come to an understanding, which I already figured out, but it'll, it'll have to do that. And then I don't know if you know, Path of the Pale Rider, you know, mm-hmm. that by Lori. Yeah. She's where they're going to cross over. But she knows she loves my story and she loves my character. And I, I can't wait to do the crossover because she understands how jealous Draven is. She's like, oh, we're going to have Judd, like, uh, do, you know, kiss her hand and then get punched by Draven because Draven punches everybody out. So uh, I'm looking forward to that crossover. And when we both have, have Kickstarter at the same time, we're going to have, um, we're going to have like prints and stickers that you can only get if you back both of them. So we'll have stickers on there. So I love crossovers as a kid. I love seeing my character in some other show or something. So I'm excited to do that. But yeah, more things to write. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I just go off on a tangent. So. Oh, it's all good. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was, I was going to say, uh, so obviously people can find you on Kickstarter if they look up. What, what was the thing you said to look up that will always come up for? The oh, Worthy yeah, Chaos? Worthy and my stuff is the only stuff that's pulled, yeah. Excellent. Perfect. So, yeah, definitely people can find you there. If you want to, If people want to connect with you, where do you want them to connect with you? Um, you can connect with me on Twitter. I'm on there a lot on, uh, and that's worthy under that underscore chaos and, uh, uh, Facebook. I have a worthy chaos page, but you can also look up Chris or Grant. And as long as you don't have tons of spam on page, I will, uh, accept the, uh, the add on I've accepted like so many comic other comic. Cause I, uh, I added so many comic people that now it's like, Oh, you have 1,000 friends. I was like, uh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> so I love adding other comic people. So yeah, they can definitely add me. Yeah, yeah. that's excellent. That's cool. Well, definitely. Thanks for uh, coming on. This is an awesome uh, yeah. podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry for all the randomness. I, I, I pretty much, I, if someone, I was like, this is going to be the worst. I know it. And it was the worst. I mean, the guy was super nice, but I'm like, listen, 20 minutes, is, is too hard for a rambler. I cannot, an, I'll answer like one question. He had like 14 or 15 questions. I was like, yeah, I'd answer one in like 20 minutes, but, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'm Italian too. So it takes forever to say goodbye. So, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> for having me. Nice. How's, how does Greg want to, what's oh. Greg doing? Are you going to pause this now or what are you, how are you going to do it? I'm going to just cut it and our stuff is going to be in the Gotcha. Oh, yeah, I, I hopped on late. So uh, we have to, we, we, uh, before each episode, we, we normally record like, uh, what's it called, like our little updates. And I, I hopped on late, so we have to record it now. <laughs> you awesome. want me to leave studio? I, I left studio once before and they yelled at me like, you left too soon. Oh, I know this works. On the bottom, it should tell you uh, – Oh wait, Greg, it's not gonna tell her unless unless you hit end. What? It won't tell her if it's center data unless you end it. Oh, actually, um, I'm gonna I could just end this and then I can create another recording. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to. That's the only way it's gonna do it. So yeah, basically the way it works now is like uh, what's it called? Um, uh, what's this called? It was Streamyard. There we go. I got the name. Jesus. Uh, Streamyard.